Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 35, Writing in a Kindle World. We've heard about Kindle Worlds for a few years now, but I don't really know anything about them. So I thought it would be very interesting for all of us if I interviewed somebody who is a Kindle World owner, and that would be author Deborah Holland, our guest today. Then I also thought it would be fun, and in fact, it was Deborah's idea that I interview some of the writers in her world. So for the next three weeks, I'll also be bringing on some of the writers in the Montana Sky series, Kindle World. So I hope that you enjoy all the information that Deborah is going to present to us. I have to say I learned quite a bit and it sounds really interesting. I hope you enjoy it. Here's the show. Hello, everyone. Today's guest is author Deborah Holland, the New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of the award-winning Montana Sky series, which is Sweet Western Historical Romance, and the Godstream Trilogy, which is Fantasy Romance. Deborah is a three-time Romance Writers of America Golden Heart finalist and a one-time winner. In 2013, Amazon selected Starry Montana Sky as one of the top 50 greatest love stories. When she's not writing, Dr. Deborah works as a th- psychotherapist and corporate crisis slash grief counselor. She's the author of The Essential Guide to Grief and Grieving, a book about helping people cope with all kinds of loss, and Cultivating an Attitude About Gratitude, a 10-minute ebook. She's also a contributing author to The Naked Truth About Self-Publishing. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. So I'm, it's, I love, 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 love that you took a few minutes in between books to come and talk to us because you have some of the greatest self-publishing stories. They're just fun stories to listen to. Oh, thanks. We, we can't put them all in here today. We might have to have a few more sessions. That's right. <laughs> well, so we have a very specific topic that we wanted to cover today, and that is Kindle Worlds. Luckily, yeah. I don't know that much about them, so I thought I would let you just kind of describe to listeners what it is, how an author gets involved uh, on the one hand and on the other hand, and we'll just kind of explain to people how it works. All right. Well, A Kindle World is Amazon's licensed fan fiction. So that means people can come in and they can write stories in my Montana Sky series, which is my Kindle, Montana Sky Kindle world. So let's pretend Batman would be a franchise, a Kindle world. And so if people wanted to write a Batman story, they could then upload it in the portal on Amazon and it would be contracted with Amazon and they would be paid for it. So Batman isn't a Kindle world, but that's a <laughs> easy way to sort of describe it. That's something everybody knows. Okay. All right. So how, how did the process come about that you ended up having a Kindle world? You started out self-publishing. I started out self-publishing with Wild Montana Sky and Starry Montana Sky. And then I got contracted by Amazon Motlake, which is an imprint of Amazon, a romance imprint. And so they started publishing some of my books. And I also continued to self-publish. So I have the Montana Sky series is partially traditionally published, partially indie published and oh um, not all of the books in the series are all um published by amazon montlake no the big books are my ones that are eighty thousand words and above are published by montlake although the last two have been by me so they have my first six of the big books all right very cool 
And so how, um, can you tell us a little bit more about like, how does it come about? How did you get involved? Did they contact you or did you contact them? Yes, they came, they came to me and actually it's really going to be pretty much impossible to do it for new author authors now. So they're not really opening it up any more worlds up. Okay. It's not totally, I don't think a hundred percent, but it would be really, it would be really difficult for it to happen now for people. Okay. But they approached me, I think it was like four years ago at a conference and, and wanted me to do a Kindle world. And I said, no, at the time, because I had some stories I had like still have stories in my head for the Montana sky series. I didn't want anybody sort of swooping in and taking a story away from certain characters. I already knew were going to have their stories. They were already in the world, but their stories were coming. Right. And also I wanted to open up a mining town about two days out of my small Western town, which is called Sweetwater Springs. So two days away, I was going to have a mining camp called Morgan's Crossing. They needed to write the books first. And so that's mini world up. And then I figured that would be the perfect place for channeling plenty of authors into the mining camp because it'd sort of be like, open season there because I don't know what two books, two smaller books in that place. So I said, no, because let me finish what are some of these books I need to write first. Mm-hmm. And I came back to that, the Amazon rep a year later and said, okay, I'm ready. And so we negotiated the contract and figured out what to do. And I had to write this very extensive Bible of, uh, and if you're starting out as an author with the series, Started a Bible from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do it out of about 18 books is just like so overwhelming. And actually, I didn't, I didn't do it. I actually paid somebody else or a couple people to do it for me. And I haven't updated it. So, <laughs> right. Like, oh, do that it's on the list. It's on the to-do list. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So a serious Bible, when you have a serious, really good idea. And um, so I said yes to that. And then we started you know, talking to, to some of my friends, because there's two ways that people can publish. Anyone can come in off the street, write a story, Montesca series story, and they can upload it through the portal on Amazon, and it gets published. Really? I might not ever know them. There are some of my, there are some Montesca books. I have no idea who those authors are. <laughs> I wish I would, because I would say, um, you know, you might want to change some of those things, <laughs> but yeah. I, I have no clue. The other way is people contact me and say, I want to write in your world. And so then I do, I have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group. I put them in the group. All the other authors are there. They can ask me questions. Uh, they can show their covers. They can say, hey, I want to know who's got this kind of character. And I'm going to have a party. Who could I invite? Or you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. And they can cross, you know, they can sort of cross their worlds a little bit. That's their okay. stories and bring in other people's characters if they want and they can go visiting each other as well as so it's not just my books that people are now exploring the characters of there's this whole world there's more than i don't know i haven't even counted lately but there's like 60 60 books 60 books just in the montana skies world in the, yeah in the kindle world yeah holy cow okay this is definitely different than i I thought it was. I thought people had to get your permission and kind of, you know, get interviewed by you. No, not at all. It's, they, they have to get interviewed to be part of my group, uh, which, and I haven't said no to anybody. So it's, you know, if they don't know me directly, because obviously I had a lot of people that I knew that 
wrote, wrote either they wrote contemporary Western or they wrote historical Western. And so I could contact tag them and say, hey, you want to do this? Or people would be friends of friends or they would know me online or something like that. And they would come to me and say, can I be part of your group? And that's when I would do you know, a phone interview, tell them what it's about. And if they're interested, then I add them to the group. Wow. Yes. Okay. So Amazon is the, the gatekeeper, the portal keeper. They're not even really much of a gatekeeper. They do, they do sort of some kind of check to make sure that the book matches the world. Um, but it's not very stringent. And so basically, like I said, there's a portal and you upload it. And once you do that, Amazon gives you a contract because you're going to be contracted. I think it's for 10 years. The book is contracted and people, the author of the story gets a 35% royalty. So every month from two months after you publish, you know, that's when you start getting your royalties, just like with the indie publishing. And that's when your royalties start coming in. If your book, if your book is selling and I do some things to help promote it. I have a newsletter. And so when there's what I call a launch, so there's several times a year that we get, get the authors together and there's like say 10 books, 10 authors get, get published. And so not only do I send my newsletters out, they send their new newsletters out. So they're cross promoting as well. And they're on my website. The books are on my website. If they're in my group, if you're off the street, you're not on my website. So <laughs> wow. there, was, there was some people that like the very first time I was like, because their stories are sweet, meaning they're not very sexy. So even if you write sexy, I tell the authors, you know, be strategic about this and, and don't write a sexy book because that's not what my readers are expecting. Yeah. However, in the back of your book, you can say, if you like this story, you know, come read my other series and, they're, you know, and let them know that they're much more spicy than, you know, if you like spicy historical Western romance, here's my series kind of right. thing. So they can, the idea is to get some fans of my fans to become their fans right so I had somebody off the street just sort of and i called my rogue my rogue authors <laughs> my rogue authors you know, i had this started out she's changed it since she, with this virgin brides taking her virginity some some horribly weird and erotic <laughs> title oh. oh my god <laughs> what is she do, what is she doing because i don't know her because i would be going Go put it in an erotic, there's erotic worlds. Go put it in one of those because it won't fit. And then I downloaded, I downloaded a sample of the, just to see what the heck this was. And it wasn't even, like she had taken her story and she had made some changes in it to make it, like she changed the name of the mayor to my mayor. I don't have a mayor even, but now I have in her book. The mayor was the, the owner of the, the mine. And, you know, so she changed the names and, but I'm reading it and going, this isn't even my world. <laughs> oh. She obviously wrote the story someplace else, and then she just changed it. Yeah. And then she, yeah. But I'm like, it's like this is not gonna, you're not gonna sell. You're and it was sort of sad because I'm like, you're not gonna sell any books. You're just not because my readers are gonna take one look at this title. They're gonna sort of look at the sample, and they're not gonna download it. Yeah. And what happened? She hasn't sold books and she has gotten three one-star reviews. And I feel really bad for her. If she had come to me first, I would have had a serious talk about heat levels and titles and 
really conforming to the world. Yeah. And then she would be able to sell. And if you're a new author, how discouraging it is to write a book that doesn't sell. Yeah. That is stuck for 10 years under contract. So make sure you, if you're going to do a world, make sure you know the world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It didn't even occur to me that um, someone would be so far off track. And it didn't meet to me either. And so it just, it was like sort of a shock. And, and I was talking to my, because I'd call my rep up and go, ah, <laughs> she's going. And, and the way she framed it, which was sort of nice and sort of talked me down off the wall, which was <laughs> like, she goes, this woman is just intrigued by your world and she wants to be part of it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. I, that I, is a nice way to say it. <laughs> that's a nice, it's a nice way to look at it. I just, <laughs> I just feel bad that she's not going to sell and, and I'm not going to promote her either. I'm not going to promote a book. Yeah. That I open it up and I'm going, this doesn't, she didn't describe it right. She didn't like she, she has a clash of a culture clash and I don't have those two cultures in my town. If you, had, yeah. if you want a culture clash, you could still do that, but pick the characters, pick the cultures that are in the town already, you know, right. Have a, have it be between the Chinese and the white people or not the Bulgarians. Or <laughs> 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 <don't have> Bulgarians. <laughs> Whoever else they were. So it, that's why it was, that was, was frustrating. It's like a little bit more work. You could have adapted it to fit. You would have, you know, you could have changed the heat level a little bit and you would have had been able to sell your book. Yeah. Okay. So um, if readers are, are, sorry, I mean readers because we're all readers too, but if authors and listeners are interested in checking out different Kindle worlds out there, um, you have a Bible. Is it available to people who are interested in writing in your world? Uh, they'd have to approach me and be in the Facebook group because that's where it's available is in the Facebook group. Uh, okay. So, yeah. And so- Read my books. And they will get the information. And sometimes it's almost, I never use the Bible, but it's easy for me to go, all right, I know where that description is. It's in that book, in that. So I just sort of ruffle through and go, okay, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> other, people, other people can't do that, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly, I mean, if we're talking about, it's unbelievable to me. I mean, of course it's believable. It's just, wow, 60 books in one series. That's amazing. And no, I think the thing is too, is like, I don't think we've even tapped the whole market for my readership. I think there's a lot of my readers don't, that don't even know about these books yet. And so I think that my world is going to continue to grow as more and more of my fans try this and, you know, try They experiment and they go, Oh, there's more books. And, you know, cause they have to wait, you know, I have a book coming out in a couple, couple of days, but then they have to wait until August. Yeah. The next one. And if they've already read them now they can go, Oh, more, more of my candy. I can eat yeah. candy. <laughs> now, just so that uh, listeners are clear, we are talking the end of February. Your book comes out March 1st, but this will go live after that. So why don't you give us a brief, uh, it's book number eight. Book number eight in, of my big books. So it's called Bright Montana Sky. And it's um, two characters that actually are related to characters in my world in Sweetwater Springs. And in my very third book, I had mentioned that they would be arriving. So the doctor had mentioned his brother's coming to get, do a practice with him. The livery stable owners talked about his daughter's coming you know, back to town. But I didn't realize at the time that there were more stories that were going to appear into my head and get written. And so <laughs> in chronological Sweetwater Springs time, three years have passed. And I was like, 
um, I have to account for those years. <laughs> yeah. They've gone off and done other things, and now they've come to town, and they clash at first. And <laughs> Nice, nice. All right. So everybody who's listening, this book is actually already out. And this is an Amazon only book? Yes. Most the Montana Sky books are only Amazon. Okay. And they're all all Kindle Unlimited if you're a Kindle Unlimited reader. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So you were talking about anybody can um, can choose to write in your world and the portal doesn't seem to have... um, very much of a gatekeeper aspect to it. Um, and, some, and my rep just goes, further on in the books, there are more, there are, there, she goes, you only read the sample, there's more elements, you know, as, as the book goes on that, that, that fit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. And also too, it's like, there's many Kindle worlds, I haven't counted lately how many there are, but mm-hmm. you know, I think it was something like 80 or something. So just because you don't write sweet historical romance, doesn't mean that there isn't a Kindle world for you. So you right. can go on Amazon, you can look at their Kindle world page and explore the different worlds. Yeah, yeah. So um, when somebody does write in your Kindle world, mm-hmm. um, they are getting a contract with Amazon for 10 years. They're getting yes. 35%. Does this have any effect on you? Do you have a, a royalty yes. percentage? I get, I get 35% as well. Oh, good. Yeah, because I was thinking that seemed that seemed fair. <laughs> so I could, yeah, for the manager. <laughs> That's right. If only you you were able to manage more, right? <laughs> well, you know that was part of the huge decision process of because because I was debating: do I do Kindle World or do I, I do it myself? Where right. I am because I do have a book that's an anthology with other authors, Sweetwater Springs Christmas, and so. I invited 10 other authors to write Christmas stories, short Christmas stories set in my world. And I paid for, I contacted it for them. I paid it for the books and they sent them in and I had to edit the heck out of all of those books. And I spent more time editing than I did. I could have written the book. And it it turned out to be a really big book. (laughs) No, it's a big, that book. I could have written it in the time it took me to edit because I'm just one of those picky editors, you know, and I, I will, and, and it's Llewellyn Nelson, my own editor's fault. <laughs> so the, I was like, okay, there's no way that I'm not going to be able to do it on myself. Or I, I'm not going to have my hands in the books. And yeah. so maybe I should just, and one of the other authors I was talking to, she goes, don't read their stories. <laughs> she goes, you will be horrified. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, my reviews that all my authors are getting are, are really good. At least the ones that are part of my group. So I don't think I would be horrified because the reviews are so positive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I know that I would be going, okay, they, they didn't, they didn't seem said enough or they didn't do this enough or, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's actually easier on me to <laughs> keep more of a distance. Right. That does make sense. Yeah. So, um, I, if all goes well, when people are listening to this interview, it will be followed by three more interviews with other authors who have written in your world. Mm-hmm. Now, um, are there any, um, like celebratory stories or, um, you know, anything where you're like, okay, and you don't have to name names or whatever, but like there was an author who did this and it was wonderful. I loved it. And I think their book is probably selling well because they did these things better or a certain way. Do you have any kind of advice like that? 
Well, one of the things that we learn, we've learned a couple of things along the way, and that is that a bunch of the authors are doing series now. They have mini series within my series. Oh. So, um, for example, Luella Nelson's is, she's my editor, so she's, she knows my books really well. It's been <laughs> from the very beginning. And so hers are um, the Harper Ranch series. And so she has four sisters who've come out to the Harper Ranch, which is a ranch outside of Sweetwater Springs near Morgan's Crossing. And so she's got three of those books out. And um, Linda's, I think, is Entertainers. Entertainers of the West, I think, is her subseries. And so all of them, in some way, shape, or form, are sort of roving entertainers. And so they were coming through town and <laughs> going on adventures. So, so not just having thinking of one story, but thinking of ways that you could actually because you might just want to write, write one, but you might go, oh, this was a fun process and it's working and my readers want more. So let's have that happen. Uh, one of the things that Amazon does is it put, they put the books on, or they may put the books on a sale after three months. So they may drop the price down to 99 cents and it gives you an opportunity to do things like uh, ads, for example, like e-reader news today, for mm -hmm. example, is a good ad. Or I, I'll send out a newsletter that says, okay, these Kindle World books are on sale. I'll have my webmistress put uh, red banners or sort of like sale banners on each cover that's on sale. You know, that's right. So people can go and look at my website and they can see, oh, this is on sale. It doesn't happen every month, but it's a good opportunity. And, and Lou Nelson, she really took advantage the very first time her book, her first book went on sale. She, she did a little some promotion and I did some promotion. She ended up selling that month almost 7,000 books. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Oh my. That's amazing. That was amazing. And, and she really hustled to, to, to make that happen. But it was a really amazing. Um, and so the possibilities are there if you, if you really want to do that work. Now, the thing that Lou didn't get to take advantage of is that she didn't have any other Western books. She didn't have any Western historicals. And she did have a little bit of reader jump to some of her other books that she did have for sale, but she didn't have the big, huge surge that she would have gotten if she'd had a second or third book at full price. Right. So, so that's one of the things that, you know, as wonderful as it was for her to have those, that many downloads, it wasn't as financially, I mean, she did make her 35% on that, but it wasn't as financially lucrative as it would have been if she had more in the series. She just did the Kindle world because of me, and being my editor, being close. And it's actually somewhat, somewhat her fault as I was debating on, should I do this, should I do the Kindle world or not? And I was spending, I was spending a couple of days at her house because I was on deadline. And so a lot of times I'll just go stay with her and just <laughs> hand her pages, right? That's and awesome. So, so she woke up, she got the idea for the very first scene for her book. And I hadn't even, committed to Kindle Worlds yet and so she I come down in the morning and she goes here she hands me these pages it's a great scene I'm like I guess this means I have to do it it's your book nice <laughs> she hadn't been writing and she'd been having a lot of health challenges and had been really struggling with some depression and maybe when you ever you can talk with her more and so I said to her and she was trying to write one of her because she's a teacher and she was trying to do a nonfiction book. I'm like, don't do something that's so boring. You know, just <laughs> fiction, have some fun. So she 
you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm telling her to have fun and write fiction and I'm going to provide the vehicle. And, you know, here she is three books later and she started working on the fourth one. And, and so that's, that's been, that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I suppose she really does in a way have a leg up. I mean, nobody knows your world better than you, uh, but she's the next person after you. <laughs> she is. And then the next person would be my second editor, my line editor, which is Linda Carol Brad. She knows the books really well as, you know, the world really well as too. And so she's been writing a lot of, like I said, she's on, I think five. And I think she's doing six right now as we speak, she's writing number six. And um, so that's been good too. And I think she's had been getting a lot of fans to her other books as well. Yeah. Um, you wanted some more stories. I think one was one of my authors wrote me and said, I can qualify for RWA for, for PAN now because oh. of her sales. She had enough sales or made enough money. I don't remember what the qualifications for PAN is at this point. Yeah. But she was able to, through her Kindle World books, qualify. Oh, so was, and she was really, really excited. So yeah, everybody's level of success is different. If you're a new author or if you're a struggling author and you haven't had a lot of success, you know, for you to sell a hundred books might be like a really big deal. Yeah. So, so some of those authors, you know, and they come to me and they say, I've sold, you know, I've sold this much. I'm like, and they're excited. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, good. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> you know, and because I was coming up, because at first I'm like, Oh, she's probably really upset. <laughs> she's only sold hundred bucks, but she's not. And I have to remember that their perspective is going to be different than mine. And, yeah. and so it's exciting to watch people to sort of blossom because of what they're able to do. Oh, that is wonderful. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you now, obviously, um, the listeners to the show will be from all genres and, and probably even some people who are writing nonfiction, but, but we're thinking, hey, have some fun, maybe try some fiction in the Kindle world. So you're yeah. saying you think there's around maybe 80 different Kindle worlds out there? I think th there is. And, and some of them, they, they do have a few franchises from, the, you know, that are a little bit bigger, but I have not looked and I have not counted lately, yeah. but there, there might even be more. Um, so there's, there's plenty to, there's all the different kinds. There's all yeah. different you know, genres. So it's not just romance, you know, just check around and see. Yeah. What, and what you want to do is whatever it is you write now, you want to pick a world that's similar. Cause the idea is to not just, you know, have a little success in that world and make some money, but it's to get, it's like grab those fans to pull them into your own series. So, so you can put your list of, of already, your, you can put the list of your backlist in the back of the book? You can. Um, or how does that work? It, I, I think what my people are doing is they're having like you know, a little blurb that says, you know, here I am, this is what I do, here's my website, this is what I write kind of thing. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't particularly care if they want to put something in an excerpt or something like that. Um, they can't put covers, so you can't do images for Kindle World, but you know, you can definitely you know, do some kind of you know, small promotion at the back. And there's two kinds of Kindle Worlds as, a, as owners. Um, originally, Amazon was only doing the one kind of contract, and that was that the owner owns all the characters that, you, that the authors create. Yeah, that's said, what I had heard first. Right. And so there, you do have to check to make sure which kind of world is, it is. 
Um, I'm going to tell you that I don't think Amazon ever checks or cares <laughs> that, but it is a contract. So, you know, who knows down the road, you know, three years from now, they might go, Oh, wait a minute. You use a character that's in your book and you can't do that. But I know that I'm not going to care. I'm not going to go after any of my author's characters. That's not even my contract. My contract is the kind that the authors own their own characters. So in other words, I'm saying, if you want, um, take someone from your series and pull them into my series and then go <laughs> again. <laughs> or if you're a contemporary Western author, let's do your ancestors of your characters. You know, find a way to tie this Kindle World book or this Kindle World series into your series. And, you know, they might, I might brainstorm with them a little bit about how to do that. Or they might brainstorm with the group on how to do that. But it's the idea of, expanding their fan base so taking my fan base and making it yours and, and it also works two ways because a lot of times people will jump to my montana sky books they'll start because they're a fan of a particular author and they read those and go oh okay i want to do some more for you know, kindle world kind of thing okay wow it does sound like pretty much a win-win scenario especially if you can stay true to the kindle world that you've decided to write in Yes, uh, you know, and also write, because I've re read a couple books, Kindle World books and others, and I actually did not keep going in them just because I'm like, they didn't quite get, they didn't quite get it. This, whoever this author is, didn't quite get this world enough. You know, I love this world. I love the series. And, you know, so that's important too, I think, is just trying to capture, make sure you're sort of going with the flow of whatever the world is. And, you know, that is something that you're going to enjoy writing. And so even if it's not like this big, huge breakout book, it still was a fun experience for you. And, and my authors are telling me, for me, because, again, I'm an involved owner. A lot of the owners aren't. It's, they're much more, you know, hands off and, they, you know, they never talk to their authors. And, and so, you know, they might not even publicize them. They just put the world out there and, you know, that's it. But. I really want to try to make it work and make it a win-win situation for my authors, you know, as well as for myself. They, if they do well, I do well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. This is really interesting and I'm learning a ton. I love interviewing people because I always learn a ton. <laughs> so um, you think that maybe Amazon is not opening up many more Kindle worlds there's something that I you... I don't think so. Um, the rep, the Kindle World rep has, has left to work in a different part of Amazon and they've sort of combined Kindle Worlds now under another division. And so we're sort of um, multi-managed, but working with somebody who's got several other kind of responsibilities. And so, and also when I asked, I said, are you going to be at any of the conferences this year? And she said, no. So that's, that. like I said, that was a way to approach them and say, hey, you know, do a pitch kind of thing mm -hmm. is that that's not going to be, that doesn't mean it's never going to happen. It just right. doesn't look like, you know, and they've never really been open to you querying them. And, you know, it's like they sort of went fishing for, for worlds. And okay. I think right now, I think they have as much as they can handle. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that if there wasn't like a real, you have a really successful established world of your own that's doing really well. doesn't mean that they wouldn't be interested. Yeah. It, I was, yeah, that's what I was wondering, because it seemed like at this point, you would probably have to have a successful established world where you're the only writer and you're just trying to get even more writers into it, right? 
Right. For, for whatever reason. And I think, you know, like I was asking, because I'm in a Facebook group with, some, with other you know, world owners. And so we chat about world owner stuff. And, and, you know, some of them are saying today, it's like, okay, if they had to enter into a Kindle world today, they might not do it. Because from now on, you know, not having our own rep and stuff like that, it might not be as successful. You know, who knows? Right. That's, you know, that's, is it worth the work? You know, not all, my world is one of the most successful worlds. That's not the case for a lot of ah, them. You know, and, well, and I know that my rep told me that. So, you know, and that she said, we're really pleased. We're very pleased with how they're selling. We're very pleased with your involvement. We're very pleased with the reviews. So. Excellent. Congratulations. <laughs> nice. Wonderful. Wow. This is really interesting. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. I know a lot of people wonder about Kindle Worlds, but um, aside from people who aren't involved, who are also wondering, asking each other questions that no one knows the answers to, sometimes it's hard to get, you know, clear information and <laughs> you're so pretty. I hate to use something like from the horse's mouth, but that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll go with that analogy, right? The Westerns kind of thing. That's true. Uh, yeah. A couple other things about Kindle Wars. One is Amazon sets the price. You don't control the price. So they have it based on word count. So if you, it's 20,000 words or less, they price it at 99 cents. If it is between 20,000 and 50,000, it's 199. And if it's over 50,000, it's 399. So if you're gonna write a series, what I tell people to do is try to do your first book at 399. So go to 50,000, you don't have to keep on going and making a huge, huge book, but get to 50,000. So when they, Amazon puts it on sale from 399 to if they put it on sale, they don't put all the books on sale, which has been frustrating for me. But um, to do that is that way, that first book can look like it will be a good sale. On the other hand, you know, people are going to be more apt to try a new author to them at the 199 price point. So there's sort of pros and cons, but yeah. that price is something that you don't have control over. Okay. So you don't have control over the price, but do I understand that uh, the Kindle world's authors, the ones who are writing in, you know, someone else's world like yours, are they the ones um, responsible for creating the, or buying or whatever the cover? They are. I have a banner that they, they can put on the, the top. So the uh, top that says, you know, Montana Sky Series and in the banner that only for my Kindle world. And that's not the same banner as, you know, I don't have that banner on my own books, but it's for my Kindle world. So it's like immediately something that my readers are getting to, under, to understand. Okay, that's, that's that, that book. I also right. do for my authors, I do a letter of introduction for their books because I wanted it to be really clear to people that I didn't write them. <laughs> Yeah. Because otherwise I didn't want people going, doesn't sound like her. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want that, those bad reviews on those books just because of expectations. Right. So in the very beginning, I created a letter that basically said, you know, welcome to my Kindle world. And this is title by author. And then I put a little sentence or two of how I know that author. So if it'd be you, say you're writing for me, for my Kindle world, I'd say, I've known Kitty for, I don't know how many years, yeah. 20, 20 yeah. years. And, um, and we have, we're in the local RWA chapter together. And so that's that, that little, so it personalizes it and it makes them see, okay, they have a relationship. Right. And, and then I say, I hope you enjoy reading whatever the title is. Yeah. So all of the Kindle world's books in my group have those, which is reminding me because I have a release on March 6th, which this 
might be after that. I don't know that I have to go to my authors and go, okay, you guys all have your letters. You have to send me your letters. Right, (laughs) right. I make them write letters and I just review them and edit them and, you know, make sure it works. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Nice. Head off some of those problems at the pass. Right. Yeah. And and now I told my, I told my friends about it and now other owners do the same thing. Oh, that's a great idea. Not everybody, but a lot of them do it too. Well, and especially because it keeps you from having to write 40 letters, like 40 other people now are writing those letters and you're just reviewing them. <laughs> and, and now too, they can just take the, if they're doing a series, they can just take their original letter and just take, change the titles. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. This has been so fun. Thank you for all this information. You're welcome. My pleasure. I have to say there's probably people going, well, I could probably write sweet historical westerns because she just sounds like kind of a cool world owner. <laughs> and I have to say, I, pers- I personally like the... Which is probably not a good business decision. <laughs> right? Yeah. Owner. <laughs> it's fun to say that you own a world, though. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Awesome. Well, listen, um, I know that uh, we have some time constraints And I want to make sure that um, we get to tell everybody uh, where can people find you, your books, uh, and if there's a a place where they can find your Kindle world to look into it, let us know about that. Okay. Well, they can go to my website, which is Deborah Holland, D-E-B-R-A, Holland, like the country, H-O-L-L-A-N-D.com. And I have a Kindle worlds page there and it tells them where to go and it, you know, where they can download and it shows you all the different books. So you can you know, pull a few of my books and read some of my books or, you know, at least read the samples if you don't want to pay for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the world, or Kindle Unlimited, you can you know, read them for free. And then the other thing that just has changed is now recently, these books are also in Kindle Unlimited too. So if okay. you have a subscription, you can read these books for free too. And, you know, read a few and see what people are doing and, yeah. And, you know, and contact me if, because there's a contact on that so yeah excellent and then if they're interested in some of the other books that we mentioned in your bio they can just go to your website also find yeah, them or they, can, or they can go yeah they can go to a website or they can go to amazon cool just look me up i'm there <laughs> awesome thanks for sharing all the information you're welcome my pleasure we'll cool okay all right bye-bye